Hey everyone, welcome to a new episode of the Fashion Grunge Podcast. I'm Lauren. And I'm Mikey. Hey, it's episode 150. Oh my god, it's been forever since I've been on one of these. <laughs> it really has. I I, I think, think so. you've been everywhere. <laughs> I really have. And not in like the best, best way. You know, like I haven't done like drag touring like our friend Otter. But, um, <laughs> no otter is otter is probably somewhere over some part of the country right now he's, he's in uh he's, he's actually just in pittsburgh this weekend see okay yeah it's crazy i could just literally blindfold myself and put a pin on a map <laughs> be like that's that's where they are this weekend i live vicariously through him uh so contact funny. our friend otter is a drag uh performer he does he's on the non-binary line yeah uh, i was gonna say not your usual like rupaul's drag race drag no, if that's no, what people no, are thinking he he actually is better because he does local drag please support all of your local drag wherever you are <laughs> Yeah, especially um, Florida. Like, I'm praying for people in Florida because God only fucking girl. knows. It's a hot mess. I hope it doesn't. Florida like... is fucking awful. It's just the laws they're making down there. Like, wake up. I don't know what's going on, but I hope they're, it gets they're banning, changed. They're banning drag story time. Yeah, what the they're fuck? Banning, um, drag out, just out in public. And, like, pride festivals I've heard are being canceled because they can't do them in certain places. Like, what in the hell? That's fucking wild. We're not hurting anybody, y'all. No. We're not hurting anybody. The moment, and and maybe I said this to you live, but the moment I see a drag person with a gun, that's when I will um, fear for my life. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I don't even, they can't even deal with it in schools. Like, they're not even trying to help actual violence that happens all the time around and it's like this is what you're focused on it's insane but i didn't even announce what we were doing for the movie yet but yeah this is episode 150 sorry for the like political minute but that's okay because support local drag and like vote in the fucking election and get these people out who are just insane vote 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 yeah um we're doing summer of sam from 1999 directed by spike lee a spike lee joint if you will Mm-hmm. Um, which I don't think we've done one on the I pod yet. It's all they're so. on my list, but we haven't done one yet. So Summer of Sam came out July second, nineteen ninety nine. So like right in the midst of summer. This movie has like heat and grit and sweat like all over it. Yes. Um, and it's I am very attracted to Adrian Brody in this film. And John Leguizamo could also get it. Oh my God! Both of their hot. They, the, both of their bodies were, as they say, swole. So. Kind of, sort of. Adrian Brody's really skinny, though. Well, but yeah, but this is like a normal swole, like not like a. Yeah, uh, no, it's not like a beefy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It was super hot. I mean, all around. And even the Michael Imperioli cameo, which I thought was amazing, as Midnight, oh, the guy who midnight, works at the yeah. theater. Um, this was actually written by Michael Imperioli, Vincent Cal- Calciuccio. And, and Spike Lee. And Spike Lee, yeah. Yeah, so... Is that so last name cool. I don't know. I just oh. made that up, so I'm sorry. If, <laughs> I tried to say it with confidence, but I'm not sure. I think that's what I wrote down. Cal... Calucio. Maybe it's Calucio? Yeah, it's like... I think it's the Calucio, maybe. It's not the C-H, yeah. We failed Italian. I didn't take Italian. We just tried to self-correct, so that's okay. But yeah, anyone out there, like, yeah, let us know. Let us know how to do it. But, um... Yeah, what are your first impressions? Like, this, we well, were 16, off, 17 yeah. when this came out. 
Well, first off, this cast is really cool. It's like John Leguizamo, Adrian Brody, Mira Sorvino from um, amazing Romeo and Michelle's High School Reunion uh-huh. um, of <laughs> other ones, but that's the first one that comes to mind. Um, Jennifer Esposito, Anthony Lapaglia, is that how you say his uh-huh. name? Joe from Empire Records. Yep. Uh, <laughs> BB freaking Newworth, who I didn't even know was going to be in this film, or the Patty Faculty. LaPaglia. Like, that's amazing. <laughs> I just know her from the faculty. I love BB. She's a famous her. dancer, I think, right? Yeah, she's a Broadway baby, if you will. Yeah, oh, cool. She's done stuff with Rosie O'Donnell. They were both in that whole, like, theater world. Oh, like, cool. She, she's been in Chicago. She's been in... Oh, she wow. was Morticia in the Adams Family musical, which was fucking amazing. I love her hair, the Betty Page hair Very. that she always has. She even had in the faculty. She had those bangs. Same yeah. year as the faculty. This oh movie. my god! And she was in um, Cheers, which uh, the spinoff was Frasier, and then oh. apparently they're coming back. I did. I heard that with like a continuation of Frasier. So she's amazing in that in that show. Anyway, um, back to uh, what was your question? Oh, my first impression. Um, oh, and also oh, speaking of Broadway, yeah. Patty Lupone. Yep. Uh, another Broadway like you know icon, I guess mm-hmm. you could say. Yeah, she, I, and I didn't even know because off air we were talking, <laughs> and I was like, I, I saw, I was like watching the credits, I was like Patty Lupone, I was like, where the fuck was she? I was like, uh, Adrian Brody's mom like tits out, <laughs> like <laughs> on was, the couch. That was insane. I had no idea. I didn't know. even look like her. No, I mean, it, I thought it did. I was like, oh, Patty Lupone, like when I first saw her sitting around that table. When they were playing poker and shit, mm-hmm. like I was like, "Oh my god, it's Patty Lupone, cool!" But no, for some reason, and we were talking off air just a second about uh, ago about it. But I thought you had given it to me on VHS to borrow, and then I remember seeing like little bits and pieces of it. But anyone who I... knows me, I'm famous for like falling asleep, so <laughs> I could have fallen asleep watching the movie. I'm not really sure, so I'm just gonna tre- I- I'm just gonna treat this as like my first viewing if you will (laughs) that's cool i don't remember having it on vhs i mean maybe i did but i don't remember that because i haven't really seen this all the way through i've also seen like bits of it yeah but um my first thought of this is like a lot of films that um portray other decades especially Mm -hmm. like the 70s and 80s because not only are the fashions really cool but the music is amazing so cool yeah in those particular decades and um and so iconic you know so it just kind of takes you to a different time. I love when people do that kind of stuff. Like, we've got so much shit in the 90s, which is really cool, obviously. Uh-huh. Um, which, uh, you know, fashion grunge is, is surrounded around you know, fashion <laughs> in the 90s. I love 90s, yeah. Um, so I'm not poo-pooing that, that decade either. But it's just something about the 70s and 80s that just, you know. It's really cool. It's amazing, you know. Um you know what I mean? I mean, I, know I think it's people. wild too that in '99 it we got a, that's when we, the '70s came back because it was like mm-hmm. 20 year cycle. So this was my one of my notes was that I wish that this existed in the same universe as Studio 54 from 1998, the I, one with Ryan Phillippe and Mike yeah. Myers. Because when they go there, I was like, oh, that'd be cool if Mike Myers was like playing Steve Rubell at the like, door. Related. <laughs> I know that would have been really cool because we got that cool like disco that also had an amazing soundtrack. Mm-hmm. We reviewed that movie a long time ago i think it's like 100 something but check it out because we reviewed the director's cut which is a totally different mm-hmm. film than what actually got released so everyone check that out also join the patreon and like and subscribe and all that shit and please yeah. write us a review we need more reviews so 
Um, but yeah, sorry. Go on. I cut no, you off. Sorry. Um, I like the first few seconds of the second scene where there's like a line of people waiting in, in, to get into this club called Virgo. Mm-hmm. It reminds me of waiting in those forever lines to get into town back in the day. Uh-huh. Uh, the once local and famous gay drag club here in D.C. Um, and then I was like, B.B. Newworth, Lilith from Frasier. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, uh, the, the scene between the killer and the dog is like insane. Yeah, where, like, the I dog think, starts talking to it. That I think that's what he said. Like in the actual um case of Son of Sam, like David Berkowitz, he said that like but, a two thousand year old dog named Harvey told him to do it. But I mean, it w- is that the start? Like, I mean, just because of a fucking like you think this dog is talking to you, just he. Uh, that's what he said. He's insane, people? though. I mean, he's like, insane. So you you're trying to apply like logic. To someone who has no logic. So, So, like, that is literally what he said. And he pled guilty to it. So. That's crazy. You know, he has, I think, six or seven, what, life terms? 25 to life's. Um, And he also, there was a law done, uh, like, while he was in jail. Because I think he was trying to write his biography. And they had to write a special law. It's like the Son of Sam law. That if you're incarcerated, you can't, like, make money off of your crimes. So you can't, like, write a book talking about how you did these crimes that you're convicted for to, like, make money. So I think that that was, like, started by, like, him being in jail, wanting to write a book or something. And they were like, no. Like, I think you can. I don't know if you can, but you can't make, you can't profit from it. Like, no one can profit from that. Right. What did you think? Um, I thought this movie was, I'm not the biggest Spike Lee fan. Mm -hmm. Like, I, I think I like his films okay, but I guess him as a person, I'm just like, yeah. But, um, I, I liked this movie. Okay. My one big note was, okay, this was, I've seen it in bits and pieces. This is my first really time watching it and like dissecting it. Mm-hmm. Um, this was way too long. It's two hours and 22 yeah. minutes. I think a little bit way too long. <laughs> the way the story flows in this, there are a lot of bits that could have been cut out for 22 minutes. Like I, I don't think I got any more of the story. I think I checked the time. Like, like how long I had left in the movie. It wasn't like a Wolf of Wall Street for me, which I can easily like blow through three hours because oh, it's just yeah, like crazy yeah. scene like, after crazy scene. And it's just always so entertaining. Yeah. There's so much action. Yeah, this was like some scenes I was like, why are we doing this again? Like, I'm not sure that I'm that invested in the relationship in Vinny and Dion, Diana. Uh, Mira Servino and uh, John Leguizamo like their marriage was just kind of whatever and I was like okay well like you're dragging it out are you like leaving him or you're not like what's what's the deal here um mm-hmm. I thought there were way too many sex scenes yeah. that just didn't propel the story anywhere I'm totally not against having sex scenes obviously but yeah, yeah, I think that it didn't do I mean I don't really know what the purpose of them was to have that many I would have liked more with Adrian Brody, quite honestly, than John Leguizamo. Because mm-hmm. not, not, I mean, no disrespect, but I don't care. I'll watch him have sex too. But him and his wife, it was like their, their, their constant relationship was just like, it didn't, I didn't know what was trying to happen. No. Like she was trying to change for him, but then he kept no. trying to have sex with her. But then it was like this weird cycle and then he couldn't like get it up. And then he was like, I don't like you. I was like, well, then what is this? Like, right. this is two hours and 10 minutes in. Like, what are you doing? And Adrian Brody honestly had a way better, more interesting storyline. Mm-hmm. Um, I really liked his, like where his character went and everything, but, yeah. and I kind of wish sometimes he was gone and then he would come back and I'm like, what was he doing? 
I kind of want to know what he was up to. So I felt like that. This whole time reminds me of like the DC sniper that was around oh, here yeah. in this area. And like, what was that? The early 2000s, like 2001, 2001. or 2002, okay. something like that. Yeah. So this kind of reminded me and had that same energy where like people were paranoid to leave the house. And they showed a lot of scenes um, on here where it was like the 70s news. And they were like, women were like bleaching their hair blonde because he was only like, the, all the women had dark, long hair. They thought that was like a pattern that he was only getting these certain women. And then so women were like bleaching their hair and doing all this stuff in New York. Then they had the blackout. There's a really cool uh, documentary from CNN 70s era. And they talk about all the crimes. that ha- A lot of crimes happened in the 70s, like Bundy, this, mm-hmm. uh, I think like a few other like high profile crimes, Jonestown, um, and like a few other like high profile crimes happened in the 70s. So they talk about this and they interview people from the street and the blackout and all that. So I thought that was really cool, but it reminded me of like the DC sniper, like how people were on edge being outside and being mm-hmm. like exposed, you know? Oh my God. I, I remember it was so stupid. I was working for a gay men's clothing store in DuPont circle at the time. And I was, you know, I don't drive. So I take the Metro all the time. Mm-hmm. And the day that everything was happening with the DC sniper and everything. Um, apparently one night he was at, he was near White Flint mall. That's close to me now. Uh huh. <clears throat> Excuse me. Or he was spotted over there. So my mom's like panicked and freaked out. And I I'm in the middle of my shift and she calls me and she's like, when you come home, a, be careful. B, do that little stupid zigzaggy thing that people were telling people to do. Oh, yeah. Which I don't understand. Like, Because well, a sniper needs a fixed point. Yeah, but doesn't that make you more of a target because you're moving from left to right? But I it's mean, harder said, It's but... harder to shoot, I think, in the way that they were doing. Because they were doing it like he was in the trunk of a car. And that little bit that like, you know, the old cars with the trunk that had the key? Had that yeah. little circle that had the key mm-hmm. lock. I think yeah, that yeah. was removed. And that's where the barrel would come out. So you have like, <clears throat> there's probably a little hole drilled somewhere else where they're actually looking out and you have to gauge the distance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it wasn't like, there wasn't a person like on a rooftop where they had like a lot of space to like move the gun anywhere. So if it's moving, if your target's moving, you can't shoot it. Like if it's zigzagging, the fact if you're in a in a trunk, even you can't even move past it sticking out at like a ninety degree angle. It can't even really turn. So well, it, it needs that, to that be straight. Sense. I think. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that that's what happened. That that's what like the setup was. Okay. But um, so that's why people were scared because I think he was getting people who were like pumping gas because mm. you're like still sometimes. Yeah. Um, you're like just at the pump. Someone was like getting groceries, like unloading groceries or something, and they're um. But he like killed them. He didn't just like shoot them, like once. Like I think it. I think a lot oh, of them yeah, died. No, was, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is insane. Was, That's like the sharpsman. So, it was so scary. Yeah, I was so scared. Like I lived in New York at the time in school, and I was like calling my mom, like, "Be careful going to get gas," and like, you know, doing all this stuff. You know, like because it was like people doing regular stuff. You just didn't know when it where or when it was gonna happen. But it was it was so funny. I mean, not funny, but weird at the same time because here, I, you know, I'm panicked. I'm panicked because my mom is panicked. So as soon as I get off the Grosvenor Metro station near my mom's house, um, I start doing the zigzaggy thing. And then in the middle of me going home, because it's only like a eight minute walk from the Metro station, I'm like, this is stupid. So I start walking normally. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see anyone doing that? 
like that zigzag thing thing? no yeah i was gonna say i don't i mean i wasn't here but i don't remember hearing people like actually doing that Mm -mm. because you would have to do it all the time right (laughs) like every time you walked outside which is like nuts if you saw everyone doing that that's like a horror movie it's like some black mirror shit you like go outside and you're like what the fuck (laughs) is everyone doing like why is everyone zigzagging up and down the street that's crazy crazy. (laughs) because i even had my headphones on which i mean obviously like which makes me more of a target because i can't hear shit yeah but you can't hear it anyway i think a sniper rifle is pretty i'm pretty sure it's like a and like that's it i mean this is all movies i have no idea actually what happened so maybe someone who's like ask a sniper do we know anybody (laughs) yeah like a military person or someone like some legal sniper somewhere like how do you do this like what do you all do how do you train like how does this work but this guy wasn't a sniper so uh, no son of sand he had like a 44 caliber like handgun mm-hmm. and was just walking up to people which is terrifying so he I'm was so originally scared. called the 44, 44 caliber killer caliber killer That's yeah it. 44 caliber killer i always remember this woman that they interviewed on one of those documentaries and she's like i cut my hair short because the 44 caliber killer and she was like super <laughs> 70s that's that's that was her accent yeah she had a really cool accent cool well i don't have any more first impressions that's kind of it okay yeah same here let's move on to behind the scenes behind the scenes do you want to go first uh yeah i can go first and do the major stats rotten tomatoes gives us a 50 percent. it's kind of low audience 60 percent. i guess i would give this like a 70 yeah i don't think a 60 i think a 70 a b minus yeah i was gonna say like a c yeah Yeah, like a c there were some things that would change but overall i I liked it though it was interesting um the budget was 22 million which was kind of a lot that has to be like location yeah and the the costumes ruthie carter did the damn thing as far as costume designs go and i'll read off like her other huge credit list that she has of costumes but she's pretty dope um and the box office was 19.3 so technically it was a dud yeah. But it didn't do like horribly, horribly, but it didn't quite break even. Hmm. So, yeah, that's kind of a bummer. Um, okay, so originally Richie was supposed to be the lead character, which is interesting, which is Adrian Brody's role. And But John Leguizamo did so much improv when he did the audition for Spike and he liked it and kind of switched it mm-hmm. and made him like the lead character, which was pretty cool. Um, the really crazy fight between Vinny and Deanna in the cemetery, which was like super disturbing and really long was improvised. And apparently Spike told John Leguizamo to spit in her her face face. without her knowing. I was like, wow, that's pretty fucked up without her knowing. (laughs) Now you can't do that. (laughs) Oh, fuck no. I would like slap you. Well, I think that's, I think she did slap him right after. I think that was her reflex. Well, I mean, even for, like, freaking COVID purposes, you can't... Oh, yeah, well, I don't know. I mean, they might now. Who knows? Like, who knows what they can do? Um, I don't even want to get into it, but I've been, like, studying just, like, the Don't Worry Darling drama. I've been studying the Idol drama. That that new series that's coming out that apparently is, like, just, like, torture porn. Mm -hmm. Um, From what I'm reading in reviews, that it's just terrible and, like, sexually explicit for no reason. So I'm, like, following the drama behind that. Because it hasn't premiered yet, but everyone's already saying, like, it's the worst thing. It's, like, horrible. So, um, yeah, there's, like, a whole lot of drama around that. But in in keeping with the same thing, in the same, uh, like, 
mood of the idol, which is I find to be demoralizing, it seems. Mira Sorvino said filming mm. that orgy scene in the club, she found yeah. very uncomfortable and really demoralizing. I didn't even understand why that was in there. Like, I didn't... Yeah, I really... It, right? It, it, like, it didn't work. It made no sense. It made no sense. I, I never really realized how like explicit it was for no reason i was like there just is no reason behind any of this yeah mm-hmm. um and apparently it used to be nc-17 this film and it was cut two minutes of the orgy scene were cut down to make it rated r but it's still pretty explicit though for r i think but mm-hmm. but the orgy scene like really also i mean no it really just it looked uncomfortable even like yeah. she looked uncomfortable so it was like like, and he looked bored. <laughs> he did. Yeah, he well he was mad. He was out of it. Yeah. And he was like, yeah, they were all totally out of it. They're like the pills, the fucking coke. Mm-hmm. And then uh, totally out of it, totally crazy. But then he was like super jealous. And that's how it like kind of ended was that he was like, "Did he fuck you better than me?" blah blah blah. Oh, that's yeah, how that right. big fight started. Yeah, that's how the big fight started. Um the, the film crew apparently had a lot of issues during the filming of this with like racial graffiti and like vandalism. Um, just when they filmed in the neighborhood, which is kind of crazy. Um, during the last fight at the end, Adrian Brody actually broke his nose, which is, is that n- why, like, that's the way he looks right <sighs> now. No, don't say that. I love him. I didn't mean it in a bad way. I think he's so fucking hot. I don't know about now, cause he, you know, makes movies with my arch nemesis, Wes Anderson, but, uh-huh. um, and I don't know, he's dating Harvey Weinstein's ex, which I, I don't know, I can't really get past. Um, <laughs> that's a big story right That's kind of weird. Um, but, you know, whatever, to each your own. But I back in the day, and like this era, there was also another movie that he was in called Love the Hard Way. Have you ever seen mm. that? Mm-mm. It's like the super underground, uh, kind of like low-budge New York, like hustler movie. And he meets this like young girl from like college, and she's like naive, and he's like this street hustler. It's really cool. It's like a really cool, like gritty film. Um, but I just love Adrian Brody. I love his swag. It's because he's from New York. Same with John Leguizamo. Like, mm. guys from New York just have that. Yeah. And I feel like it really works when they're in New York and they're from New York. You know, you can you can really tell. So, yeah, I think he, I think he looks hot no matter what. And then my last note is apparently Leonardo DiCaprio and Benicio Del Toro were considered for leads. I had that too. <laughs> I would have taken Benicio all day, every day, especially in ninety nine. Leo, I'm not sure. I don't think Leo. I, Leo was really good in Basketball Diaries, as far as he like was. New York gritty yeah. guy. Mm-hmm. But disco Leo, I can't see. Okay. I can't <laughs> see seventies Leo. Like not really. But I don't know. He might surprise us. He did that in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I think, wasn't that? I still need to see that. You haven't seen that yet? No. Oh, it's really good. That was, oh, that was 69. So it was kind of almost 70s. Um, But yeah, that oh, that was good. You should see it. It's, I need it's, to. It's yeah. really good, yeah. <laughs> Brad Pitt looks exceptional in it, I have to say. He's turning 60 this year. That's so crazy. So is Johnny Depp. Like, those guys are, are now and 60. Still, and they're still so hot. I mean, not Johnny, but... um. Uh-huh. I mean, <laughs> I dare you to look up a picture of him 2023 and put okay, put it wait. next to it. I want a live reaction of this. Okay. <laughs> I already mentioned this on the last episode that I have like mixed emotions about him now, but you know, whatever. Um, let me see. Hold on. He was just a can, so you can see like what he just looked like. Okay, that's rough. 
See? Yeah, no. Brad Pitt, <laughs> certainly, you can look at Brad Pitt now, That's and he rough. looks pretty good. Brad Pitt looks amazing. He has, like, a, some Dorian Gray shit going on, but no one can top <laughs> Keanu. Keanu is, like, my ultimate, because I feel Sorry. like he's, like, unprob... <laughs> you don't like Keanu? I like... Okay, no. Here's my oh, issue. I he's like, the least problematic. Like... The other ones are just, like, horrible. I like... I like old bearded Keanu. I do not like bald face Keanu. Like what they what they did with him with the the new Bill and Ted movie. Oh they yeah, did, no no no, I don't like that either. So dirty. Yeah, I don't like it. I don't like. It. He looks so better bad. with the facial hair and the long yeah. hair. So if he keeps the facial hair, I'll I'll accept it. <laughs> <laughs> I accept it. Otherwise, I reject it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Like Lala said on the Vanderpump reunion <laughs> last night. I, I reject that. I, well, that's great. I reject it. I'm glad that I've kind of sort of got Mike involved in Vanderpump. Okay, side note. I don't oh. watch reality TV. No. Like I, used to, I used to watch The Real World, The Road Rules Challenge. I whatever. know, I know. And then Lauren comes over to my house last night. I haven't seen Vanderpump Rules at all. Oh, my or I've, God. I've attempted one episode, I think. And then it's the reunion. So, and there's part one, three, baby. Three parts, right? Mm-hmm. And she had me, you had me watch part one last night. And mm-hmm. I could not take my eyes off the screen other than when I was cooking. But, <laughs> uh, okay, I, I have to say, not to be one of those like snobs, but to be one of those snobs, I'm a day <laughs> one. Like, I'm a day one Vanderpump. I'm like a Bravo head that, like, I think I mentioned on a few different podcasts. So, but I'm toying the idea of like adding in like a bonus episode if I could even do it weekly because I've never actually taken notes on these shows. I just watch them every week and just don't really talk about it. But Vanderpump, I've been watching for 10 years. This is season 10. We've been in the trenches. If the real Vanderpump fans, you know what I mean. We've lived through a bunch of really shitty storylines for like four years now. There's really been nothing concrete happening. And for something this explosive to happen in real time while they're filming the show, this is crazy. So this is why I think people are really into it. Because we've been very invested in these people as characters. Like, we've seen them grow um, as people. So it's it's like watching a reality show. Not a reality show, but it's like watching, like, a like Dawson's Creek. Like, you grow up with these people because you've been following them for, like, six seasons. Or, like, in this case, ten. That's a lot. The like people have been divorced. They've had babies. They've broken up. Like, it's all the shit's happened. But usually it's very controlled how it happens. You kind of, like, know it because it's playing out. This is something that happened, like, off camera that got exposed. And it kind of, like, the worlds, the meta worlds of reality and TV kind of collided at the same time. So it's something that's never really happened before. So that's why it's so crazy. But I'm excited that you were able to jump in just in like one episode and kind of got it because it's like, there's a lot more going on, but it's so entertaining what's happening right now. It's crazy. Yeah. It, it's very entertaining. <laughs> I'm, I'm really excited. I can't wait. And also on Peacock, they're like uncensored mm-hmm. um, and they're a little extended, which is just amazing. And I'm like, how can we go back to not having... To having uncensored like they better uncensor old episodes of old bravo shit because <laughs> like everyone would be into that like how jersey shore is uncensored on dvd and it's like crazy like if you watch jersey shore uncensored it's just crazy oh yeah, yeah, yeah. um but I yeah like oh, i love the first like four seasons mm-hmm. i think it's the one after the one okay the one where they go back to the shore after italy after that is i think is where i stopped i think it's like five Okay, so more behind the scenes. I think that's all I have with Leo and Benicio just okay, being, like, asked for leads. So, yeah, what do you, what did you get? 
Um, I had a couple of the same ones, so I deleted them. But um, <laughs> I had <laughs> I had the director Spike Lee was facing a lot of like negative feedback, kind of like bouncing off what you said. Um, but he got a lot of uh, negative feedback from the family members of the victims, kind Whoa. of like why I. <sighs> I like guess Dahmer? Dahmer. Yeah, like the new one. Like, yeah. You didn't ask us permission. But here's the thing where I guess it's like that gray area we were talking about a while ago mm-hmm. is that it's all public record, right? Yeah. So anyone could make a movie, a documentary, a TV series. But the 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 good thing is to ask permission, you know? So- I mean, especially when you're dealing with a really traumatic... Mm-hmm. way that someone died and it's being done in, like by Hollywood which means you're gonna like it's gonna be promoted and people right. will be kind of like like Evan Peters got all the awards mm-hmm. for playing this person that like killed a lot of people so I mean yeah it is that gray area and so like Spike Lee he was actually going to make it about the killer but as a result of all the, the negative feedback he made it about the people surrounding which is cool. I mean, I like that. So it's it, it's definitely a, a, an interesting take. Like I said, kind of too off air. Like I would have liked to seen that movie, that um, Zack Snyder cut, if you will. Yeah, <laughs> you know? the original. Like what? Just like how? Well, let's add it to the pile of things we want to see directors cuts of. Disturbing behavior. Yeah. <laughs> Once upon a time in Hollywood. There's like a nine hour cut. I would watch that. <laughs> like mm-hmm. this, I would watch the original one. Yeah. Um, the un- the next note that I have for behind the scenes is the uh the I am the monster quote unquote letters um read mm-hmm. in the film are word for word reincre reincreate uh, recreations I can't talk today <laughs> of those of the real son of Sam wrote by oh. Breslin oh um Jimmy Breslin that is um co writer and actor Michael Imperioli was originally meant to play Richie. Um, like you said, but he had to drop out due to scheduling conflicts. He was in The Sopranos. Oh, uh, hell yeah, Chrissy Moltisanti. <laughs> mm-hmm. Hell yeah. Um, but he does appear briefly as Midnight, who we were talking about before. So good. Um, where, I love also that. in White Lotus. <laughs> oh, right? Where, where, he, um, where he says in the, in the booth, he's like, you're you're too you're too beautiful to uh what is it to like give it for away, for, give free. It away for free you make <laughs> me want to turn into a lesbian i know yeah you're so hot you you make me want to be a lesbian <laughs> yeah. i was like wow okay <laughs> so funny. i don't know if i liked his outfit one. yeah his outfit he had, like was... a pink and black like blazer it was really cool <laughs> um the word fuck is said 435 times in this 142 minute movie <laughs> Damn, I wonder if that's more than... I think that's less than The Wolf of Wall Street. There was, like, a it's ton like, in like Wolf of Wall Street, too. It's, like, three or four minutes, right, I guess? I don't know. I'm bad at math. <laughs> it's, like, every, like, line, <laughs> like, has to be yeah. fucking it, yeah. Um, Sarah Michelle Gellar, as we know, is Buffy, was originally cast as Ruby. Oh, I would have loved that! Um, I couldn't find why she wasn't, I guess, because of Buffy. Right. Yeah, she yeah. was in the midst of Buffy uh, yeah. at this time, um, 99. Adina Menzel was also cast as Rich's girlfriend. Um, her scenes were cut before final release. Oh, so that's weird. She just didn't... I mean, there was no rhyme or reason that I could find. Maybe she just didn't screen well. I don't know. So it's Jennifer Esposito, who was Ruby. Mm-hmm. Right? She's the one who's married to... She used to be married to Bradley Cooper. 
Oh, right. Like back in the day. I, I don't <laughs> even know. Maybe around this time. It was probably like late nineties, early two thousands. Because he I wasn't think. acting yet. I think he wasn't. I don't know what it was yet. during during nineteen ninety nine. Yeah, I don't Rent? No. Um Rent? Like the movie? The movie. No, wasn't that in the 2000s? That was 2000 something. Yeah, that was like early 2000s. Oh, no, I mean like the touring. Maybe she was touring? Um, I don't know. Yeah, there was no like rhyme or reason. Let's see. Jennifer. Oh, they were married from 06 to 07. Um, Bradley Cooper. So it was a bit later than this. Yeah. How crazy. How crazy. She was in. I don't know. I can't find it. The Hurricane, apparently. Buffy? No, um, Adina Menzel. Oh, yeah. Why did they cut hers? Because yeah. Ruby became the girlfriend. So what would Adina have even been? Like, how would she? I don't know. Yeah, it was it was very strange. But those are those are all I have really. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, cool. All right. So the next one is fashion. Ruth E. Carter is the fashion designer. And first of all, I have to say hats off to her. She does a lot of Spike Lee movies, but she has two Oscars, both for the Black Panther movies. You haven't so, seen the second one yet, right? I have not. You no. need to. It's so I good. I know, I will. It's just I really know it's sad. Gonna, I know it's going to give you the feels, and, and it's supposed to, and it gave. I was crying through like half the movie, but I know. it's so good. It's it's the costumes alone you would appreciate all the costumes like they're i mean obviously it's most of the same costumes from the first film yeah i love the first one the same person right yeah uh there's so much they're they're so elevated i will watch it and it's it's just it's it's amazing and it's it's long but there's so much action that you just kind of like what you said with wolf of wall street you just don't. Oh, it keeps going. Okay, it's not like a. Watching like an almost three-hour movie. It's better than Quantum Mania. It's every yes. Okay, because <laughs> Quantum Mania, I'm sorry. Better than Quantum Mania. Yeah, no, the, uh, Marvel, you got some work to do. Apparently, Jonathan Majors is in Loki season two. Oh, they um, he already filmed his. Uh, yeah, that's what I heard. That he did like a big part in it, and that's also what's holding them up. Because that's coming out, and they don't know what they're going to do. So is that why they pushed it? I don't know about that. Because wasn't it supposed to come out in, like, June or July? I thought it was going to come out, like, it's been two years. Yeah. Like, I thought it would come out the same time that it came out last time, which was June. And it's more ideal to have it on in the summer, because people are home. Like, kids are home and stuff. But, (laughs) I mean... October's fine, you know, whatever. It's the fall. It's cool too. But October, um, Disney Plus, uh, well, Marvel section of Disney Plus is supposed to release a Ghost Rider, um, uh, special. Oh, like a special though. I mean, well, kind of like what they did with. I don't know if you saw it. It's um, uh, where the werewolf by night. Oh, like, no. I didn't. I heard that was good, though. It was good. Yeah, because Ga- uh, Gail Garcia Bernal's in it, and I like him. Um, isn't that the guy who's directing the new Blade? The guy who did that? Or people said that he should direct the new Blade. He should. He Because of the way his style was. Yeah. But I don't know who's doing that. And that's on pause now because of the writer's strike. <laughs> yeah. I saw that. I, I was like, Blade shit, they've already rewritten that script, like, four times. Mm-hmm. I don't think Blade is ever going to get made. Yeah, it seems like honest. it's not. I mean, honestly, the Wesley Snipes one is the best one. I could really care less about a new one. I mean, it'd oh, be God, cool yeah. if it's Mahershala, sure. but the one that Wesley Snipes did was so good. 
So oh. it's just like the crow. Like I, they apparently finished the crow. I was like, that does not need to come out. Okay, who's no. who's who's the guy? Bill Skarsgård. Oh, that's right. I like him though, but no, not for not for the. Why are we doing this? Why? Why? I. I... I reject. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna make. I need to make a clip. One of my favorite podcasts for list for Bravo shit called. Um, it's like everything iconic with Danny Pellegrino. He <laughs> makes really funny like sound clips of like the episodes he's talking about, and he's now taken the la la like I reject that, <laughs> and he'll I'm just gonna, like insert I'm it. I know. I'm like I need to make the same sound clip of la la from uh, Vanderpump Rules being like I reject that. <laughs> I reject. <laughs> I reject this. I reject it. I reject it. Like so good. I'm gonna write that down. Um, to see if I can actually do it. People are gonna be like, "That is not." I need to like make this soundboard like more entertaining, so I can like put it <laughs> yeah. in. Like I need to like be able to like have this play the sound like where you can hear it and react to it, and not just me do it like you know. Um, but I can upload them on here. I think you did that on one episode with me and Charles, right? I think I did. I think I did. Because it kind of has to come when you least expect it. I have to, like, True. push it, and then you guys can hear it, and you're like, <laughs> oh, my God. But I think it's, like, I have a few clips, a few sound bites saved. I, I have a few from, like, Scream. I have the, the like, let's face it, baby, these days, you gotta have a sequel. <laughs> I have that. I think I have one that Billy says, like, uh, like, oh, we all go a little mad sometimes. I think I used that one when we did Psycho. Oh yeah, I use the like we all go a little mad sometimes, but I need to get the lalas. Like I reject it. I'm trying to make I reject happen. I mean, I think it's it is good though. I it think I reject really it is a good one. And one of James Kennedy's insults, like a worm with a mustache, is also uh, iconic. What is worm with a mustache? That's what James Kennedy called Tom Sandoval. He's like oh. you're a worm with a mustache. I didn't hear that part. Oh, yeah, it was good. It was in the trailer, and he actually made shirts that says worm with the mustache. That's funny. (laughs) It's so funny. It's, like, really insane. I just, God, I can't wait. I can't wait for next week. It's going to be off the rails. I can't wait. Uh, It's going to be so good. Um, But, yeah, okay, so Ruthie Carter, not only did she do the two Black Panthers that she won Oscars for, she did the butler, like Lee Daniels won. She did Chirac, Selma, Baby Boy, you know, with Tyrese and Taraji P. Henshin. Uh, she did. Oh, you haven't seen that? Mm-mm. Oh, it's good. She did How Stella Got Her Groove Back. I love that movie. So good. She also did Love and Basketball, Hello. Clockers, um, What's Love Got to Do with It, R.I.P. Tina Turner, yeah. Jungle Fever, Do the Right Thing. Um, she also did Baps with Halle Berry. I fucking love that movie. The costumes in Baps are incredible. Like, we have incredible. to do Baps. Yes. Baps is so good. Like, the fashion is so good. And another Housewife note, if you're a real Housewives of Atlanta fan, one of the Housewives dressed up as Halle Berry in Baps for Halloween once, and it was amazing. Awesome. <laughs> it was, like, the most amazing <laughs> costume ever. Like, the orange. Yeah. Like, the orange patent leather, like, <laughs> set with the hair and the, gla- like, the earrings. It was amazing. Um. So, what did you think about the fashion? I thought this was pretty fucking rad. It was really cool. I mean, kind of like what I said with my first impressions. I love the 70s and 80s fashion. Mm-hmm. Um, especially. I mean, this... It was kind of... It was kind of good but also a letdown because there was only really like mira's uh costumes and or fashions mm-hmm. and um um adrian Brody's like that i really paid attention to yeah i like john leguizamo's Vinny. I, I, I mean i like i do have some of his notes like i love like leguizamo's like blue suit in the mm-hmm. second film at virgo 
Yeah. Like white collar black shirt with his gold cross necklace just like sitting perfectly on his chest. It was very uh Saturday Night Fever. Very like any <laughs> Zuko in Greece. Like. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, but more Saturday Night Fever. It's that, literally John Travolta. <laughs> like um, it's just and shorter in that same version. Scene, like I love mirrors like black. I called it a baby doll dress, but with the feathers at the bottom. I don't know what you would. Call it was it like a. That. It looked like a slip dress. It a felt very dress. Victoria Beckham. That one, yes. that one yeah, black, yeah, yeah. that little, the little Gucci dress. <laughs> I mean, it's very simple, but she can literally wear anything. I know. She looks she's so got, cool. She's got a great body and with her complexion, it works, you know? Yeah. She looks really good. Um, again, like I said, like Adrian, um, like a lot of his fashion, like I love his blue and white underwear. I was going to say, I just like him in the underwear. And <laughs> the very beginning. The, the, that pair of underwear with like a bracelet, a ring, two necklaces, um, when we first meet him, like, I love his big, chunky, uh, skull necklace. Uh-huh. You know? And the tidy um, whities and, like, the, Birdie, the like, hair. Fly, uh, British flag shirt. Yeah. As well. And, like, the tight black pants. His hair is really cool. His hair is, I mean, it, it's, it kind of reminded me of SLC Punk. Hell yeah. You know? Another great movie. <laughs> That's a, a fucking great movie. That yeah. we did, like, I think in number 12. Mm-hmm. I think we need to redo it because I remember it wasn't, like, one of Jai's favorites. You really liked that movie, right? I loved it. Okay, I, mean, I do too. So, yeah, we should redo it. Yeah, we should redo it. I was like, oh, yeah, this is cool. Um, yeah, it's so fucking good. Again, another Brody uh, costume was the orange and black cowboy outfit. <laughs> It was He's weird. like so hot. Kind of a turn on. I'm not gonna lie. Like, the whole thing. The I was whole... like, why were you not in Magic Mike? Like, what? Who missed the casting on this? Like, right. Channing Tatum. <laughs> like, what happened here? Like, I think um, you might have missed this diamond in the rough here. Like, Sorvino's red, shimmery, fringy outfit is. Really oh yeah, that pretty. dress. The yeah, dress that really French dress. It's um, so cool. Her silver dress before they go, like the night of, uh, they go into fifty four is really uh-huh. gorgeous. Um, the orgy night. The orgy night. Were they get in a fight? Um, I would have loved. Honestly, like that would have been so perfect if the fifty four cast was a part of this movie, right? Like Selma <laughs> Hayek at the coat check. I mean, just one or two people, you know. I would like, take that's... Selma Hayek at the coat check and Erica that's... Alexander. <laughs> like that'd be amazing. Want to check that bod, sugar? <laughs> that would be so fucking cool. Um, I love. 54. I love like Adrian's red leather jacket at the uh close to the end. Yeah. Um, he looks really amazing in it. Like especially with the blonde spiked hair and the spiked collar. Yeah, the um, like dog collar with the again. Spikes. I mean, it's it's. I mean, I know they were like the main actors that you could, you had to pay attention to, right, with their fashion. But even like I was so I was kind of a let down with like the backdrop people because they didn't have as much. It wasn't as distinctive style. You know, as like other movies that we've talked about where we could be like, oh, well, the girl sitting on the bench was blah, 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 you know? Yeah. Like, so, bitch, you had a $22 million budget. Like, what were you doing? Right? I mean, like, and why? You like, could have had a bit more. Or anything. Yeah, you could have had a bit more fashion. I agree. Yeah. Um, But what did, what, what did you think? Let's see. I have, I really like the outfit that um, Vinny has on like the day after the Virgo club. And it's just like a brown tank top and like dark denim, that 70s denim with the like embroidered on the back and the like cross. I think he just looks super hot in that. I think John Leguizamo really reminded me of like coming off of Tibble. 
in yeah. Romeo and Juliet because that was like three years before. Yeah. Uh-huh. And then he was in Tu Wong Fu. What what year was that? Was that like 97? 97, 98? Something like that. It was like right before those. Yeah. He did really cool movies in the 90s, mm-hmm. uh, John Leguizamo. Did he do Spawn? Spawn was yeah, like... he was the clown. <laughs> yeah, that was like the year before. Like 98 or something. Sick soundtrack, by the way. Spawn was 97. What'd you say? Sick soundtrack. Oh, yeah. Spawn. Spawn Holy fuck. Spawn was 97. Um, Chi Wong Fu was 95. He did The Pest, which I saw in the theater at my friend's uh, sleepover. Amanda from school. Oh, my God. We all were going to see a movie, and I think her mom was like, you guys should go see the latest John Leguizamo. It was like the dumbest ass movie I've ever seen in my life. It was fun because we were like... 13 or something but it was just really bad (laughs) it was really bad but he does a lot of shit now john leguizamo he's really cool i mean he does like a whole lot of shit i think he's in like the mandalorian or some shit too like he's like everywhere it's kind of nuts he does voices and does like a whole bunch of oh yeah uh um so i liked that which was really cool that that brown outfit um all of richie's outfits i i love his like vinyl pants that he has on with that have like zippers and stuff that he has on with the union jack shirt I think that looked really cool. And just, I like just, I also like Bobby. Bobby the fairy is what they call him. Oh, yeah. He (laughs) reminds me of Mickey Avalon. If anyone out there knows, like, Mickey Avalon, like, his style. Um, I like the, like, really, really cropped shirt and, like, the low-rise kind of bell-bottoms with the Marlboro, like, reds pack, like, in his, uh, in his waistband. And Mm. I liked his, like, pink sunglasses that were, like, 50s old lady sunglasses. I thought those are really cool. It was like a neat, a neat touch. Uh, I also love, let's see. I think I have the same thing. Like, I just love all of Richie's outfits. I really also like Ruby's when she's like singing in the band when they're at CBGB's. I love that scene. It's like one of my favorite scenes. Um, It's just really cool. I love her like purple. Her outfits are really cool. When she dyes her hair. I love when Mira Sorvino has like the white wig on. That when she has on the silver dress when they're fighting, oh, yeah, yeah. and it's like white that white bob because they all like she's like I don't want to dye my hair, and he's like put this on like you'll be different like so he won't get you. But that was really cool. I like that. But that's basically it. It's basically Adrian Brody's movie, quite yeah. honestly. Like as far as fashion goes, because he has a really specific thing. But everyone else is kind of like of the time. But it's yeah, I do agree that there could have been more. They could have done more, but I do like what they did. I thought it was cool. Mm-hmm. I thought it was super cool. Sweet. All right, let's get on to the music. The music is phenomenal. So and much, yeah. I forgot to write because, like, sometimes I, I will write like, "Oh, this song went well with this scene" or whatever. Oh yeah. Um, but I just made a list where it's like, you know, Fernando, like Abba, um, Boogie, uh, Boogie Nights by Heatwave, mm-hmm. uh, Fooled Around and Fell in Love by Elvis Bishop, Gotta Give It Up, Marvin Gaye. Um, Psycho Killer by the Talking Heads. Yeah, in, I wrote that one. In the cafe. Or uh, Silver Diner-esque. Uh-huh. The diner. <laughs> yeah. Um, the Who. Um, yeah, lots of Who. Or two lots songs. Of who. Yeah. Um, Don't Go Breaking My Heart by Elton John and Kiki D. Um, have you heard of the uh, the updated version with uh, RuPaul? No. Back in the 90s? No. <laughs> it's actually, and they made a music video, too. Oh, shit, send it to me. Yeah, 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 I will. It's really funny. Oh, cool. Um, And then they had, like, uh, Dancing Queen with ABBA, Don't Leave Me This Way, Thelma, Thelma Houston. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I know they have that Frank that. Sinatra New York, New York yeah, at the very like end. The yeah, that was cool. I love also filmmakers who are from New York. There's just mm-hmm. a different vibe. You can tell that it's really gritty and it's really like they're not just there to film a movie in New York. Like they are in that neighborhood. They are from that area, and it just feels really like you're transported, like like right down into mm-hmm. the street. It's cool. Um, but that's all. I mean, that's all I have list wise. You. Yeah, I have a few. I have Elvis but um Elvis Bishop fooled around and fell in love. Um I have the Chic Everybody Dance. It's like the song during the orgy. I thought that was like oh, a weird yeah. choice. Uh-huh. <laughs> that was kind of strange. Um I also Abba Dancing Queen was like when they had that fight in the cemetery. Um so I thought that was kind of cool. There's just yeah, I have basically a lot of the same ones that you have. I like that there's a lot of uh the Who. I thought there's going to be more like Sex Pistols. Yeah. Just, just based on how he was dressed and and how um what's his name Richie was like doing the Cockney accent and trying to like yeah. be weird and like <laughs> act like he was there, but um I do like I think it's like Hello from the Gutters is the song that they do in the band oh, that they all yeah, sing yeah. and everything I think that that's really cool so yeah I love it it's a great soundtrack I have to say um it's if you really like all yeah. yeah like disco shit it's pretty cool sweet okay so. Favorite scenes and lines. What do you got? Okay, so I don't really have favorite scenes per se. It was it was kind of hard to find one, but oh really? I okay. I mean, I not not saying that in a in a bad way. It's just not. No, it's just cool. They all were you know. It was all the same level of scene. Yeah, nothing scene. stood out for you like that. Yeah, but I do have a few quotes where. Um, <laughs> oh yeah. I forget where what scene this one where like jo- uh, Joey, Brian, and Anthony they're talking, and mm-hmm. Joey's like, "You know, with that reward money, I'm gonna start a college fund for my daughter." And Brian's like, "I'd buy a yacht." Like Hugh Hefner, I get, I get Playboy bunnies walking around, and Anthony is like, "You can't get a yacht with ten grand. <laughs> You're gonna wind up with a raw uh, a rowboat with two Puerto Rican skanks." I know what the fuck. I also thought it was kind of funny that that John Leguizamo was playing an Italian guy. I think he's Puerto yeah. Rican, right? He's Puerto. He's well, he's from Jersey, right? No, but I mean, I think John Leguizamo is like his oh, parents oh, oh. are Puerto Rican. Yeah, oh, and I thought yeah. his. I thought the neighborhood that he was playing what like was um a lot of people from Puerto Rico, but it was actually like Italians. Like and yeah. I was like, oh wait, he's Italian in this movie. Okay, <laughs> I didn't get it. <clears throat> oh, actually, uh, this is after the orgy scene. Um. <laughs> when uh, Vinny and Deanna were in the car and Vinny's like, come on, get in the car, please, baby. And she's like, baby, don't you dare baby me. I'm going to wait here. I'm going to wait here until somebody comes along. You know what? I'm going to wait here until some soul brother comes along in his big black Cadillac. And you know, and, <laughs> big and you know, dick. and I know that he's got a big black dick too. <laughs> and Vinny's like, don't talk like that. Just get inside the car. And she's like, oh, fuck you. And he's like, please, please don't make me have to beg you. Get in the car. Come on. Don't make me have to hurt you. And she's like, hurt me. Don't you even fucking uh, lay a pinky on me. I'll get him to kick your ass and then I'll fuck him. You want to watch, Vinny? <laughs> Will that turn you on? You, you, you linguini dick. Linguini, yeah. <laughs> you want to watch while I suck a big black dick in a big black Cadillac? Oh my god, that was has to have been Spike. Like, Spike Lee has to have written that, right? Yeah. <laughs> has to have. He has to have been like... And the whole thing was, like, improvised. This is also when she was spit on and, like, yeah. she slapped him in the face. This whole exchange is really crazy. I would like to be able to clip it 
for yeah. uh, Instagram, but I don't know. <laughs> I feel like I mean, I, I mean, I mean they were down. they were high too, right? Or they yeah, were, they were high as fuck. They were coming, yeah, they were coming so, off of something. Just to have that conversation, what it was, it was deep but funny at the same it was time. So funny, it was wild. <laughs> where, where she just like her expressions, especially. I know, and he was are, just like, "What very, the fuck? Like, Get in the car." So expressive funny. without being expressive. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. Also, I mean? her car and his car. Let's get into that. I think he has some kind of like Nova or like Chevelle or something yeah. with the the red with the black stripe. So cool. I don't know what kind of car she had. Mm. I couldn't see it, but it was big. It was cool. <laughs> <laughs> that's what he said. Um, <laughs> it was big. It was cool. No, but that that's all I have. What do you have? Oh, that's all you have? Like, yeah. for the whole section? I know. Yeah, I know. Oh, that's cool. No, I got a whole bunch of shit. Okay, cool. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, my first favorite scene is, like, that montage shot where you come away. It's in the very beginning, and it's, like, really bleached out, and that's when you see the dead end sign. When you see oh, that, yeah. like, this uh-huh. is where the end of the street is, where all these guys congregate and, like, hang out. I really mm-hmm. like that you kind of get this... Mo- it's very... It feels very Sopranos, and, and also feels very... New York, where you see a group in a community hang out, and you know mm-hmm. that this is the place they're going to be hanging out a lot. They do the same thing in the... Did you ever watch The Sopranos? Um, bits and pieces. Well, they hang out in front of, like, a deli shop. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> like, so that it becomes, like, a place that you always know that they're going to be, like, hanging out, talking. So yeah. I like that that kind of gets introduced early, but it's done in a really cool way, and I like how they, like, crack on Richie for his looks. And they're like, why the fuck are you talking like that? What's wrong with you? And they, like, know him as this other kid. But he's like, I'm punk now. And he's all, like, just cockney and just weird. Like, Adrian Brody. But I think that's really funny. And then the quote that he says here, which is going to be the title of the episode, is it says, evil spelled backwards is live. Oh, yeah. I think that was really cool that he said. Um, I love that Vinny's a hairdresser. Mm-hmm. And that gets brought up to emasculate him several times in the movie. But I do think it's really funny that he dresses like super 70s and he's a hairdresser. I just think it's like <laughs> so funny. And he like gets all these women like all the time, which is oh, crazy. And he's like a compulsive cheater, like constantly cheating even more now that he's married. He only got married because he thought he wouldn't cheat anymore. So that already... Like, I cheat all the time. Yeah, he's like, but I cheat all the time. Like all the time, fucking Tom Sandoval. I just like can't help it. I can't help it. It's like, jeez, God, Vanderpump creeps into every everything, everything. <laughs> right? Creeps into everything. Um, I love Michael Imperioli as Midnight. We talked about him, the porn theater manager. My second favorite scene is all of Adrian Brody's dance and hustle at this like gay porn theater. I think it's fucking dope. I wasn't expecting that in the story, mm-hmm. and I was like, hell yeah, that's really fucking cool. Like. That he's out here doing this in, like, 1999. Because mm-hmm. for that time, I don't think we really saw that much like that. Especially in, like, a Spike Jones movie. Spike Jones, Spike Lee movie. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, I, like, just wouldn't expect it. So I think that's pretty cool that that was, like, part of the story. And, that, and also the fact that he was basically, like, a sex worker. Mm-hmm. Like, he wasn't... He was just doing it for the money. Which I feel like wasn't in if you would see a movie in the 90s that would like portray like gay culture or gay life it was usually someone was gay and then they were doing this for their job but he it wasn't usually the opposite it wasn't usually a guy who was like dating women but he did this for money like that came along later but not in 1999 i feel like it was a little bit like taboo ish i guess Mm -hmm. but um 
Did we even get that in Queer as Folk? Not really, because all of them was like a group of gay friends. So I guess you didn't have like a straight guy in the mix who no. was just like making money. Um, but it happens all the time. Oh, God, yeah. Uh, I mean, that, that would have been inter- an interesting like addition. Yeah, if there was just a straight guy who was just like around, mm-hmm. but he like worked in the clubs, like was a mm-hmm. go-go boy or something. Yeah, he's like, yeah, no, I just... I make a lot of money. <laughs> I make a fuck ton of I money. Mean, yeah, I mean it's it's it happens. There, it's popular. It's yeah. Get, even get your new, money, man. Not even in the new version, they did it. Oh, they didn't. Mm-mm. Oh yeah, I didn't watch the that new was one. So bad. Yeah, I was kind of like I really like the old one, so I just didn't really yeah, want to like change my opinion on it. Um, I do like that we get, uh, this really cool montage of, like, Richie playing guitar and, like, everything happening all over town. Kind of like the Godfather. Mm. And he's, like, smashing his guitar and you see him, like, getting more money and dancing and then getting a better guitar. And then you see him, like, working with his band. I like that you kind of get that backstory, that B story of Richie because I think he's really interesting. I did like that, yeah. Yeah, I like that. I thought that was really cool and his outfits are super cool. And then you see, like, there was a blackout which really happened in New York. Which was nuts. I also like that Spike Lee was that like reporter on the street. <laughs> like right. he'd be like, "Hey, we are down here in in Bed-Stuy, Brooklyn," and then like they're like, "We want to know why is he coming and shooting the black people?" That woman where she was like, oh, yeah. "Why are you coming to our part of town?" I thought that was great. Like black people. <laughs> yeah, she's like, "You never done this before." Uh, I thought that was great that like Spike Lee was there being like we're here trying to get the best report and he was like all over town mm-hmm. I thought that was that was really cool um, the whole performance of like Ruby singing in the band with Richie I just love mm-hmm. I love that whole thing cool, yeah. yeah it was so cool I liked her outfit too yeah yeah she had like really really cool shit I also liked the way that performance was filmed too it felt like a music video it did it yeah I was like this is cool I want to see if I can clip that that part, because that's one of my my favorites to highlight for, like, Instagram or something. I do like when you get, like, you still have this kind of C storyline running through the whole film where the cops are still trying to find this guy. Mm-hmm. And everyone's like, we're going to find this guy. And then all the guys in the neighborhood are like, no, we're going to find this guy. So they, like, have their own little investigation going at the same time. You know, like, who's going to be the first one to find out who this guy is, which I thought was kind of good. And then I, the last scene that I liked was the fact that, like, I didn't like it, but it was interesting in the story that, like, they kind of pressured, the friends kind of pressured Jimmy, Jimmy, Vinny, into thinking that Richie was, like, the son son of Sam because he was, like, Mm -hmm. weird. And because I think Bobby, like, outed that he saw him in the porn theater. And then... um, He was so terrible. And he was like, what the fuck? I'm going to kill you. Don't say anything. So, of course, like, Bobby tells everybody. And then they're all, like, think he's the fucking killer. They think he hates women because he dances for men. And that he does all this weird stuff. And then Vinny, like, lures him outside because they, like, pressure him to doing this because he's all coked out and, like, freaked out. And they lure him outside and they, like, beat the shit out of him. This is when Adrian Brody breaks his nose. But there's a scene before that happens where... Um, Vinny is talking to Richie about like what he does and he's like what do you like I can't believe you're doing all this it's kind of like antagonizing with it and he's like well so what like what's the big deal and he's like well the guys think you're the killer he's like oh so you think I'm gay and you think I'm a serial killer like what the fuck like come on you know me like forever I like that that whole scene but I don't like obviously what happens you yeah. know, later after that. But I do like that his stepdad, like, comes out. And we forgot, like, Patty Lapone like, rocking it and him walking in um, with yeah. his stepdad and Patty Lapone. I was like, oh, my God. He was like, oh, my God. 
oh my god mom that was pretty funny that was a pretty pretty funny scene but uh but yeah it's it's kind of like it's nuts and then they're like what are you doing get off him they just captured the killer on the street it's all over the news and then they all just like disperse and leave and you kind of see those weird interstitials with the actual killer like talking with the dog talking to him the fucking dog outside barking freaking out the letter blocks of like mm-hmm. the victims and all that the, the also the killings were really brutal they reminded me of the zodiac movie yeah the one from cool. david fincher which came out way later so this mm-hmm. came out before that but when they were like walking up to the car it was very graphic even though they were like kind of quick but they were pretty graphic but i liked the way it was filmed thought it was filmed yeah no i did like that yeah i'm sure it was on film because it had that that look to it which is really neat but yeah i mean i don't know if i have too much more to say i don't know if i have any more notes (laughs) yeah i mean it was a great movie it was really fucking long but it was cool it was a cool like story it was a cool journey it's rentable yeah it's not like so hard to access yeah it's on amazon prime it's on voodoo it's on apple i think you might have to buy it on apple but i rented on amazon i think it was like four bucks or something so yeah it's really good i'm glad we did a spike a spike uh, a spike lee joint here on the pod um uh join the patreon we're doing fun stuff we are me and mikey are gonna recap season four of buffy we have not let you hang left you hanging (laughs) but maybe we'll split it up into like several episodes because before we were trying to do it all at once and it was like it's just a lot um so maybe we'll do like the Maybe we'll do it in fours. Oh God, Riley, that's right. I know. Yeah, we're in season four now. God help us. But maybe we'll do it in like season fours, but or like four groups of four episodes. But also, we need to. You need to get on this stick. This is your homework, Mikey. Is that you need to watch the first Poison Ivy, I do, so I that know. we can do our sequels, Revenge of the Sequels episodes, because yeah. people liked the original ones we did. If you haven't heard that, check it out. We did Cruel Intentions too, and uh what's the other one that we did freeway too that's how that's how bad it was and i forgot so we're the next ones we're gonna do i think are i think we decided on poison ivy 2 and american psycho 2 mm-hmm. i think those are the two we're gonna tackle next yeah um so yeah that that should be really fun but yeah i mean uh i'm gonna try to clip uh this vanderpump rules lala i reject it well that's great i reject it <laughs> i object it kind of sounds like legally blondes i object it's totally <laughs> oh it's so good it's so good but um yeah it's been super fun and yeah we'll see you all soon on the next one bye bye